This is episode 278 of the Fearless Launching Show. I'm your host, Ann Samoylov. Today, we're speaking to Heidi Thompson, who helps wedding professionals systematize, grow, and market their businesses. And 2020 has been one heck of a year for people in the wedding industry, for many industries, really, but we're talking about the wedding pros today. We're diving into some of the creative ways business owners are keeping their businesses going why now is the best time to learn or enhance what you currently offer, and what you should be doing to improve your business, even if you're not in the wedding industry. If that sounds interesting to you, and you want to get to know Heidi a little bit better, keep listening. Hi, I'm Ann Samoylov, and I've helped some of the biggest online entrepreneurs and business owners have successful six and seven figure product launches. By working in the trenches offline to produce movies, TV shows, video games, I've discovered so many different ways to launch creative ideas. And the question is, do you have to copy what your guru says in order to have a successful launch? Do you have to use their done for you system in order to have success, in order to achieve your goals in business? I say no. This is the Fearless Launching Show featuring myself and an ongoing cast of characters, friends who join me in discussing business, launching, life, and balancing it all and having an amazing time doing it. Let's get into today's episode. Why don't you just share a little bit just to kind of catch people up just in case they're new, like about who you are and what you're up to in the world. Yeah. So my business is called Evolve Your Wedding Business. And my whole jam is helping wedding professionals grow their businesses without going crazy in the process. So people usually come to me because they want to book more weddings or because they are starting to burn out. They need to find a way to grow without continuing to dig themselves and also in to entertain themselves because if you're burnt if you're burning out then you need to be entertained. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that for a fact. Of course, I think we all go through those phases when we are like, okay, got to amp things up here. And and especially like I know that as of this recording that we're talking during this whole crazy 2020 year where there's an actual real reason why people are having to really like kind of shift gears, look for different things that they can do to their business um, and do for their business, especially weddings. Yeah, it's been interesting. It, It really shows the difference between people who have the mindset that challenges come with opportunities and mm-hmm. people who have the mindset of challenges equal, I just kind of wallow. Right. Right. Yeah, because you definitely see people, I mean, and this is across the board, like, I'm thinking of certain industries, weddings being one of them, or like kind of areas where it takes a lot of different people to pull something off. And like something like a big move, I'm thinking of like big life changes. There's a lot of people who are like, well, I guess we can't do that this year. Or maybe ask the question, how are we going to do that this year? Yeah, I think that's the much better question to ask. And I'm seeing you know, wedding professionals ask that of themselves and come up with some really creative ways to continue to do what they do, but possibly like in a different way, possibly for a slightly different target market. But there's a lot of really inspiring creativity happening. 
I love that. I love that. So one of the things that I know that I, you know, this is like, I'm always in, I think that this is just me all the time, but I think that especially now, I think, you know, being curious, kind of being like a scientist or playing detective, I think that that's a really great way to just start, get started and like really just dive into, let's say who your person is. Um, do you find that people are, are like asking their ideal people or past people, or are they getting curious and actually like reaching out to their actual potential customers instead of just going, okay, what do I offer them? (laughs) Yeah, I, that is something I try to absolutely bash into the heads of my students to do. Uh, I'm glad we're the same in that way. (laughs) (laughs) One stationer that I work with, she, you know, she's a watercolor artist on top of being a stationer. So she's a fine artist and she was already doing commissions for other stationers who wanted to incorporate that kind of work into their stationery, but they don't paint. So, she started asking in some stationer groups that she's a part of, you know, what do you guys struggle with, with this? Would it be of interest if I created, you know, a digital product where you had all of the most common phrases, words already painted in a bunch of different color combinations that you could just download and use. And people were like, take my money. Oh, that's awesome. So she's like, okay, cool. I'm going to go make this. Be right back. And that's what she's completely focused on right now. And it's allowing her to continue the work that she started this business to do. Still serving people, serving a slightly different audience because she's serving stationers. But she was already kind of doing that in her business with commissions. And she's still able to make money, which is super important right now. Yeah. I mean, you know, what's interesting is when I hear this, my immediate thought was like, oh, she didn't just have to, I mean, she's really just coming up with a different delivery mechanism kind of, you know? Yeah. Um, So she's not going out of her, it's not all of a sudden like she's like creating another type of thing that might be related. She's literally just saying, how can I get this thing that I create to the, the people? Yeah. And she had seen people complaining about, you know, certain packs on like creative market and things like that and just the quality of them. And so she was like, okay, I can I can make something. Yeah. That's super high quality that gives these people what they need. And people are excited to buy it from her. It's fantastic. Yeah. I love that. And you know what? I I think that's a good just just an overall good lesson. It's like you don't necessarily have to create some sort of completely brand new product or service, you can literally just look like, how else can I get this delivered? How else can I, um, you know, put this, is there a different form this exact thing can live in? So yeah. I love yeah, that. So she was, she was doing it as a service and now she's basically turned it into a product. It actually kind of makes it easier for her. If you think about it, she'll be like, yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> um, well, I love that. Um, I know that the times where, and I think that I mean, do you find that, you know, when people are first starting, let's say being 
you know, working in the wedding world. I mean, I would think that they probably, I don't know, like, how do you decide unless you just love weddings to begin with? Or is, do you find that people, I mean, how do you find that people even fall into the world? Into the, a lot of people, I mean, I'm sure it's different stories, of course. Yeah. But. Yeah. A lot of people fall into it largely by accident, either through helping a friend with something and then being yeah. like, oh, this is a whole industry. That's I what I was learn. totally just thinking before yeah. was like that they fell into it because either A, they help someone do something and then they were like, oh, wow, this is kind of fun. <laughs> Yeah. Or they've worked like, let's say they worked for a caterer or they worked for a planner and learned that way. Um, those are really the main ways I've seen people come into the industry, but then they really struggle. I think because of that, like you do with any creative industry, because you come into it for the craft and not for the business. Yeah. So, you know, you really struggle with the marketing piece. You really struggle with your pricing, all of those things that, you know, come with coming into it for the craft, which is a great reason to yeah. start a business. It just presents its own challenges. Well, yeah, it does. Because people like you're, if you come into the craft of it, then you forget that it's, I would imagine that it's easy to forget that you are in service of somebody else who's going to have a completely different taste, aesthetic, mm -hmm. all that from you. And you're like, oh my God, I have to create this like <laughs> this with these colors and this, you know? So yes, there is the craft, but the, but it's still a business and you still are serving, you know, the parties that are actually getting married or their families or other anybody else who's involved you know and yeah and sometimes it's a lot of person <laughs> yeah i know i'm like and 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 and, and their sister <laughs> or this the secret planner that someone hires because they don't trust the main one sorry i know that that happened that's why i mentioned that um that's that's just interesting. Um, so like my question is then if we're if that person like I think that's a really great example of also just, you know, asking, which is being curious and asking your maybe the person that you most most work with, because the other thing, too, you know, I'm talking about ideal customer. But the truth is, is like your ideal customer might, might actually be the planner. It's not the actual end couple getting married. So you might be working and creating relationships with other professionals who are actually closer to the center of the storm. Yeah. <laughs> so that's interesting. Um, now, do you, what are some interesting things that you're doing, you know, to serve your professionals right now? Like, are you doing, are you, how are you supporting them as they are trying to figure this whole thing out? So in my membership, it's definitely been a big topic of conversation, as it would and should be. And I've definitely been supporting people that way, helping them try to figure out exactly what they can do, what they should do, different ways, you know, they can pivot, different ways they can use this time. Because for some people, they're 
getting bookings for some people they're getting a lot you know if they specialize in something like elopements a lot of people are shifting than that oh but I, if they that's interesting on, yeah <laughs> but if they're not focused on that i'm really encouraging them to use this time because in a weird way it's like it's like when you work yourself so hard you get sick and it's like thank god i got sick because i wouldn't have stopped yeah it's like yeah. the world has stopped and it's given you this opportunity to work actually on the business and not just in the business, which really allows you to position yourself for success coming out of this because you can come out of it so much stronger. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Do you find that, you know, you're supporting people who are potentially, you know, creating add-ons, other different you know, ways to create the revenue or to get their existing people kind of, you know, just that getting that, keeping the existing business running. But I'm curious, are you adding in other ways as well to serve people? Are you doing other, are you just sticking right to the plan? And that's, that's what you're doing. Well, I have my membership and my first book more wedding summit was actually in April, which. Oh, wow. Perfect. I, it was very. <laughs> nervous about considering, <laughs> you know, the state of the world at the time, but it went so insanely well. It went absolutely bonkers well. And at the end of it, people were like, okay, awesome. When's the next one? I'm like, uh, let me go figure that out. September. Hang out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> No, that's great. And so like, it seems like they're really hungry for that. It probably is. Yes, everybody likes to learn new things. But, you know, I think it's such a great way to, I mean, it's not just offered to people who are in the membership, correct? It was actually just to your whole audience. Yeah, yeah. And we drew actually, we had over 3000 people sign up. That's amazing. It that was crazy. Is, I did not expect that. You're like, oh, okay, this changes everything. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay, so you did that. You're doing your membership. And now you're going to be doing this again, which I love. I love, okay, so lately I've been rethinking about something. I feel like I taught a long time, not a long time ago, but a couple of years ago about the different types of launches that you can do throughout the year. And I, I love that you have your membership. That's there. And I, I think you can go into it when you want or do uh -huh. you, and, and there's, there's other ways to go into it as well. Cause I've been obviously creeping around because <laughs> <laughs> that's what I do. I do that too. I, it's okay. It's just cause I'm curious. It's not because I'm actually, hmm, it's, it's just, I'm interested in, in all the different ways that people get to reach, meet you and work with you and stuff. But so that's going, you've got, you've did the summit, you're doing a summit again. Um, and, but it sounds to me like, unless you're doing a lot of other crazy things that you're just kind of trying to keep it solid and stable and not do all the things. Yeah. I mean, I'm really trying, I'm a big fan of simplicity mm -hmm. Me too. and going into, okay, I'm going to do this summit again. It was pretty, I haven't tracked my time for the first and second, but I would say I've at least cut the time in half because the pages were done. I just had to update them. The emails yeah. were done. I just had to 
tweak them and change them, like so many things. The systems were documented. I had already created videos for my assistant on how to do certain things. So it has been just so much easier doing like a rinse and repeat kind of thing. That's awesome. I mean, it's still been a lot with like communication just because like there's no way to make that easier with 26 speakers and tons of people emailing questions and things like that. But just like the, the, the bones were there, the structure was there. So I wasn't starting from scratch, which was so nice. That's so nice. And I do see your post-it notes of people signing up. So clearly yeah, that's a lot. fun. That's one really fun. That's- <laughs> By the way, if I just have to say this, and I don't care who hears this on the podcast, if you see me mute, it's because I'm coughing and I swear it's because I have this weird allergy. So I apologize. If you see that, you're like, what is Anne doing? (laughs) No worries. Yeah, the post-it note thing has been fun. I've been doing that for people who've purchased the All Access Fast because the summit itself is free to attend and then presentations are available for you know, 24 hours each day. And then, um, the all access pass is all of that, all of the presentations for life worksheets, transcripts. Uh, we're doing three networking sessions through zoom breakout rooms. Nice. And then there's like $2,800 of bonuses that speakers have contributed. So it's a pretty killer deal. It's, it's running me out of post-it notes, which is a good problem. <laughs> You're like, I need more post-it notes. That's awesome. Yeah. It's a good problem. Guys, send Heidi some post-it notes. She's running out. Okay. Um, well, I love that. I love the like honestly, that is the way that I roll in terms of like liking just like, okay, so the summit works. Let's do it a couple of times. Could we add a third one? Maybe. You know, but at at some point, this is now gonna be like after the second time, it's gonna be even more like systematized, you have all the pieces. So whenever you want to do one, you can. Yeah, it's, it's really, really nice. I'm not going to lie. And I'm planning next year to do this quarterly, but I'm going to alternate topics. So I'm going to have to create, you know, new things for a new topic, but because I already have the structure, you know, I already have the emails It's like, I know the psychology of this email, so I can just, you know, swap out for this new topic and the things that I need to emphasize. I'm just going to say something. Just take it if you, if you want it. (laughs) Just create emails that are for like the even and the odd quarters and don't change them. Like, because you'll use them, like once you make them for, let's say you do it in quarter one, there'll be, you know, obviously you could say things about the season, whatever is coming, like there's going to be some things that are going to be different, but I bet you could really dial them in and keep them very similar without much change at all, except links. Yeah. Yeah. I think links, dates, like those are really going to be the only thing really. Yeah. Which is awesome. Oh my gosh. I mean, people really should be doing that with their launch emails anyways, I think, because why? I mean, if they work, 
<laughs> and yeah. you you clearly show that, I mean, if something isn't working, then of course, go back and do some more revising. But anyway, so I'm, I'm a huge fan of the fact that you're systematizing this, keeping this super simple. Um, so I want to know what you think of something. And this is, I guess this isn't specifically about your summit, but just because I see the different ways that, you know, maybe you invite people into things. I'm, I'd love to hear what you say about mixing up your we don't even have to call it launching, like marketing options. Like there's going to be some things that are going to be just there and more passive, even though we know passive is kind of not true. You mm -hmm. always have to be looking at the things that are kind of running. But when I mean passive, I mean more evergreen things and then more live promotions or campaigns. Um, what do you think? Uh, I mean, how important is that to you? And then do you pass that on like that? kind of like you, you really need to have these things in place in your business to the wedding professionals. So the way I look at it, you know, when I'm not in a live launch mode, I'm trying to show up and deliver value and create connections with people. And it's nice to, you know, not have the pressure of like, I need to promote this right now. Yeah. So that you can just do that. And so I've definitely in the last year been devoting more time to just starting conversations with people and building relationships that way. And then when it comes to the live launch stuff, I'm a big fan, like you are, of mapping everything out creating everything and then scheduling everything and then just being like, okay, done. We're yeah. Done. <laughs> yeah. We're done here. The comments, I'll deal with the responses, but the emails are done. The Instagram posts are done. The stories are scheduled. You know, the Facebook posts are scheduled. It's just get it done. And then that way you spend all you your time focus. Yeah. yeah. You can focus on what you need to focus on because, you know, I've definitely noticed I've been in this, phase of promotion and I've been doing a lot of Facebook and Instagram lives with my speakers and thank God I just function in trying to batch things because I was thinking the other day like if I had one or two of these every day I wouldn't get anything done yeah totally my energy is like just off it's like not in the right place for sitting down and going through copy or, you know, going through the changes I need to make to this specific page. It's just, it doesn't work for me. So I'm definitely a big fan of batching the live stuff as much yeah. as I possibly can. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I'm just asking because next week, after your interview is like, but next week, I'm actually talking about and. I feel like sharing the real deal with the launch roller coaster because I actually don't like that term at all because I don't know about you but like if you're on a roller coaster who who doesn't need the dip I need that dip I don't want it to yeah. be live all the time because evergreen stuff or stuff that is associated with a webinar that is always available it's kind of always on your mind kind of you know, and even if you're not actively pushing it, it's not like, I mean, that is a, that, that's something that it, it's not hard to maintain, but it's, it has its own challenges. 
Yeah, you're so, right. It, do, it takes up brain space. Yeah. So I'm a fan of the dips in the roller coaster. Now, doesn't mean that's all you're doing. So, but anyways, that's that's what I'm talking about next week in the podcast. I um, think that's a really important note because, I mean, when I do launches, I typically don't schedule anything for myself for the next week because yeah. I know I need that dip. Yeah. Well, I only realized this, honestly, after I started having an evergreen webinar and realizing that there was no downtime. Yeah. I'm looking at the, the, the metrics and the numbers every week or every other week at the most. And there's, there's potential adjustments every single time. Yeah, you're right. There's always tweaks. There's always things to do. I, I have that like never ending to do list. Yeah. <laughs> so that's why like with a launch, like you finish the stuff and then you focus on engaging for a while. That's even kind of a dip for your energy to like, I love doing that part where you're, you know, chatting with people in different places. And so anyways, <laughs> that's been on my mind. I feel like I could sit and stand up on a soapbox and rant about that, um, about the launch roller coaster. I know everybody likes to put down live launches, but uh, if they didn't work, people would not be doing them or doing live events because people like that. People like that stuff. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, for everybody focuses on the highs, but you do make a really good point that you need that balance. You know, yeah. you need that, that off time. Yeah. I'm wondering too, like, I mean, there are seasons wedding seasons, right? Like typical seasons when people, it doesn't mean they're all getting married during those seasons, but I would think that there are certain seasons of the year where it's like, this is the high, this is the high season, you know, this is the high tide right here. Mm -hmm. Um, so it's a good question to ask those and, and like to think about like, how do you support people through those lower seasons or the unexpected low or potentially low seasons. I don't even want to say they're low because I know a lot of people who are thriving during this whole COVID time. Yeah. I, I mean, the way I always try to talk about seasonality is being really intentional. Like it's easy to just be like, okay, I'm not, I'm not getting a lot right now. I guess I'll go do some stuff. <laughs> but if you actually have you know, a plan for mm -hmm. the things you want to accomplish, for what you want to set yourself up for when things get crazy, you know, getting all of your marketing pieces done and scheduled, actually planning your work, you know, creating systems and processes to make things easier for yourself, then that next high season is going to be substantially less crazy. Yeah. And also the lower seasons aren't necessarily going to feel so dramatic or difficult, I would think, you know? Yeah. It's just a shift of focus. Yeah, for sure. That's, I mean, that's why even though I don't like fully plan out my entire year, I do try to like map out like when are the higher kind of parts? When am I most likely going to do things? And when am I just probably not going to do anything in terms of like active live marketing? I think so, we need those times to I stay sane. We need the dips. That's all I'm saying. I'm gonna say yeah, it with you. I wanted I I wish I had a dip right now, but I don't. Um so tell us a little bit more about what what are some of the things that the um 
speakers are going to be speaking about at the summit? Because I'm curious. Yeah, so it's a really big range. It's all focused on helping people book more weddings. So we have, you know, presentations on getting leads and bookings from certain places, whether that's Instagram stories, Facebook ads, Pinterest, uh, blogging, improving your SEO. So you can do that. Referrals. Uh, We have some talks on pricing, on sales, on, you know, vetting clients to make sure they're going to be the right fit and not a massive red flag that you ignored (laughs) because that definitely does happen. (laughs) I think we've all been there. Yes. (laughs) And then we have, uh, you know, some presentations specifically on sales. So how are you handling sales right now? How do you need to handle sales coming out of COVID? A lot of wedding professionals and I think a lot of people in general just don't know that like sales page psychology of like selling, like painting a picture of what it's going to be like right? selling that as opposed to selling, you know, a list of features that a package comes with. So we're addressing that big time with a couple of presentations that I think are going to be really beneficial because Something we do in my membership is I review a one website every month and I go through and screen record and the services page every time is what's letting people down. So I'm really yeah. looking forward to being able to help people with that specifically, because I think that is a huge, it's a huge breaking point between right. someone you know, starting to find out about you and then actually making a decision to move forward. Yeah, I can imagine that the website in general is something that has to be really dialed in because, Mm -hmm. you know, just, I mean, I'm just thinking about the, you know, everything from wedding photographers and wedding, um, wedding, even just magazines, how that there is a certain look and is like polish. And I think that yeah, I can imagine like people who are professionals in any area need to kind of like be up to that. But not oh, everybody. Yeah. Obviously, there's like the <laughs> there's obviously different people wanting different things for their wedding. Not everybody's wanting like the Southern Bell situation going on. Right. But at the same time, I do think that there's like an expected kind of polish, no matter what the s- style is. Yeah, and I think. You know, something a lot of creatives don't really consider is you need to build trust. You need the person to believe that you got this. You know, every single step of this process, they're not going to feel like, "Uh uh-oh, did I make the right decision at any point? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. It's like, and even people who, like, I, I just know people who've you know, they take, they've taken time to vet these people and look for people. And there's still, you know, there is still that issue of trust, even at, like you actually have to keep the trust going after, but mm-hmm. I just, um, I just think it's, it is an interesting process. And I, and I can imagine there being challenges for people like just walking through the door and then, you know, getting to the part where they're like, yes, I want you to 
take pictures of my wedding and, or I want you to be my, there's like so many, like, it's almost like buying a house. There's almost, there's all these like points of like, okay, we made it past the inspection. Okay. We made it past the uh, appraisal. Like, like all these little points where you have to kind of like really demonstrate that you're someone to be trusted and that you're going to follow through. That's a good comparison because at any point, you know, if a realtor drops the ball, it's like, ooh, do I really want to spend this kind of money with someone who isn't really paying attention? Yeah, for sure. For sure. So, yeah, I mean, this is, I think you're, the summit is going to be amazing. Um, don't be surprised if you see me walk. You're like, Anne, you're not a wedding professional. Would you stop <laughs> watching? You can come. Can I please come still? Because I just think there's, I and I actually think, even if you are someone who maybe is, I think it's it's important for even someone who's like maybe thinking about getting married to like see how the, the professionals are in their own kind of like environment. Like that's why I would be like interested in just seeing how how the whole thing works. But then I'm weird. I like to go behind the scenes a little bit. Um, but yeah. You're definitely I'm, not alone though. I'm sure there are a ton of people who feel the same way. Yeah. So can I ask you like about this whole elopement thing? How did, I wouldn't even have thought about the the fact that elopements are becoming more prevalent this year, but that yeah. makes sense, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Cause I mean, the restriction is on the number of people. Yes. So if you can have just the two of you, or if you can have like 10 people or fewer, whatever it is, I've seen a lot of like really teeny tiny micro weddings, like 10 people or fewer. And I've seen a lot of elopements of just the couple outdoors because I mean, in California, we have a lot of gorgeous nature. Yes. So I've definitely seen a lot of people taking advantage of that. I've seen plenty of officiants who have actually started doing virtual ceremonies because that is legal now. Interesting. At least in certain states. Interesting. And it's like, okay, we'll, we'll do, we'll have like a party later, but we said we're going to get married on the state. We're getting married on the state. Yeah. I mean, like, what do you do? Just like (laughs) your wedding indefinitely. That's frightening. I guess some people do because they're like, it's going to be at the Ritz and that is it. You know, like, I guess some people might say that, but that's really cool. A lot of people have postponed. And at first that was like the biggest struggle with the professionals that I work with. Cause it was like, okay, I have to reschedule all these people. Yeah. Or find a way to keep them and like, incur- like still like look at this as an opportunity. How can we like still move forward without, you know, obviously they can't like, oh gosh, I can just imagine all the worry from like both sides, you know, with because mm-hmm. a planner really, I don't even, I mean, I'm assuming that they're, they have their hands in everything. So it's like, Hey, we put deposits on everything and now it's pushed. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's frightening. It is. It's it's been a, it's been messy for sure. But But I'm sure you, you, you seem like you have a calm about you. And is that kind of part of how you're supporting people too? It's just kind of like, okay, chill. 
Yeah, and I think I'm I'm a very pragmatic person, so I always look to okay, like this is what it is. How what can we control? What can't we control? And what actions can you take based on what you control? Right. Sure, the rest sucks, but there's literally nothing you can do about it. Yeah, seriously. Well, I love that. I love that. So then is this, I'm going to, I'm going back to the summit again. Is a summit for people who already have, like that, that are already in the wedding professional business, or is it for somebody who's starting or, um, yeah. Who, you know, we specific? actually get a mix. I noticed this last time. We get a mix of people who have been in business for quite a while, like at least five years or so, and people who are just getting started that are like, awesome. This is like a crash course in all of the things that I was going to not be able to figure out myself <laughs> that I can now have like a bit of a shortcut to. Yeah. Well, there's never a but This is a great time to like learn, improve, improve your systems, learn, learn a new, not necessarily completely new trade, but maybe, I mean, I just think this is a great time to learn and improve period. Yeah. Yeah. I'm with you. And I think we have to think about it as like preparation for when things go back to some level of normalcy. I mean, because how are you going to deal with it? Because people are going to be like, I need to get married tomorrow. (laughs) And all of the problems that you had previously are just going to show up again and probably be worse. So if you spend this time dealing with that and like prepping and basically like if you were going to run a marathon, you're you're training months and months and months in advance. I really look at it as the same kind of thing as like training to get your business in the shape that it needs to be in. So that you don't fall right back into those patterns. Right. Yeah. How often are we given that chance? I mean, right. we always want to work on our systems. And then then we're like, but I've got to get that done. You know? Yeah. And if you could just have, I mean, this is, if we use this as a gift, we're going to get so much out of it when we, like you said, when we move back to or go to some level of normalcy. Yeah. I think, you know, it's a... It's a huge opportunity to take it as like a timeout and fix the stuff that needs to be fixed, improve the stuff that needs to be improved so that I think a lot of people think like it's just going to get better. But it's like if your foundations of your business were shoddy to begin with, it's not just going to magically get better. (laughs) Sorry. Heidi's telling it like it is, people. <laughs> it's just not going to get better. Sorry. It's so just do some work on it now. You got tons of time. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Okay. So how do people go and check this out? If what what is the URL for this? Because I think that is a great place to kind of leave us so that we can, you know, get people what we want is people to attend the summit, and it's just a week away, so there's plenty of time to sign up for it. Yeah, so you can get your free ticket over at bookmoreweddingsummit.com. And there is that double S, so on weddings and summit. So watch out for that. (laughs) I'll make sure to put this in the show notes as well. So you can just click a link if you 
have any other issues with that. And then, yeah, make sure to let Heidi know that I sent you over. And if you see me lurking anywhere, um, just know that I'm not becoming a wedding professional. I'm just a lurker like that. Um, and <laughs> Heidi, thank you so much for hanging out with me for a little bit today and just sharing some insights on how things are going in this crazy time. Thank you for listening to today's episode. As mentioned, Heidi is hosting a free summit that starts Monday, September 14th, going all the way to the 18th. This is for wedding professionals, and you can sign up for the Book More Wedding Summit at bookmoreweddingssummit.com. There are two S's in there, so weddings summit.com. As always, thank you so much for hanging out with us today and for hanging out with me and coming back and listening. If you enjoyed what you heard or you're a regular listener, I'd love you to do two things right now. Number one, go ahead and just rate and review the show wherever you're listening so we can meet new people and keep this fearless launching crew going and going and growing. (laughs) And number two, head over to Instagram. Look me up at Love and post a screenshot of today's episode or DM me to let me know what you thought. Have a great rest of your week and I'll talk to you soon.